from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and yes, the Hosk back on deck, and the nation breathes a sigh of relief. Oh, except people like Phil Twyford, for example, because that's right, he was back bashing Kiwi Build, just like he'd never gone anywhere. And also uh, raising more questions over the tree planting situation. Uh, we've even got a connection between uh, music festivals and plastic bags, believe it or not. And we'll finish up uh, discussing the bird box. Challenge, uh, but before any of that, Brexit—that still hasn't been sorted either. She lost the deal by a couple of hundred votes. It was an historically large loss. This is not a deal where you twist a few final arms at the holdouts. There simply isn't a deal to be had that would draw enough numbers her way to sort it. So, given that, what now? And that is why the amendments mean nothing except for the ones that might well get played out tonight, and these are the ones to watch by those who basically want to hijack the entire government. Earlier on last week also, as Gavin Gray pointed out about 15, 20 minutes ago, amendments were passed that potentially allow regular MPs to drive the agenda of the British Parliament. If they get enacted and come to pass, this will not only be something that has not been seen before, but will effectively make the government impotent. They no longer run the country's agenda. So how do we get here? Well, in a nutshell, by holding such a simplistic vote in the first place, such a simplistic vote on a complex issue. Do you want to leave Europe? Yes or no? No one thought beyond that, and they've paid the price ever since. No one thought about Europe sticking it up Britain because they were aggrieved. No one thought about the complexity of what they're about to try and negotiate. There was only one thing to do, and they didn't do it. Simply walk. That may well still come to pass, of course, but to think they could be nice about it was idiotic. So we've had the head of one Prime Minister, of course. Mays might make it number two. We've had one election because of all of this. There might well be a second coming. It may well turn out they don't actually go at all. Brexit might well get cancelled. But what makes this so dangerous is not the original decision, but the fact two years down the track, no one knows what's next. And the next bit of this mess unfolds in the next 24 hours. Yes, that's right. Um, It was a mess before Christmas. It's still a mess. Uh, And I I reckon it'll still be a mess tomorrow. Uh, And there's no sign of Kiwi build actually coming right either, to be honest. What it is, is yet another cock-up in the long line of cock-ups that's plagued this grandiose farce since day one. Barclay allegedly hadn't been at work for months. No one confirms or denies any of that either. And this is what they do. When they know full well it's a mess, they duck for cover. And the most open... Honest and transparent government we've ever seen. Just where are the relevant operators to shed light on exactly what's happened to Barclay and presumably a shed load of taxpayers' money, our money in the process? Was he paid to do nothing? Was he paid out? Why did he quit? Was he pushed? Why was he pushed? Why, after such a spectacularly short period of time, do we not have a boss of the biggest policy the government has, given its public money? Why the silence? Where is the accountability? Uh, One of two things has happened, of course. Either he didn't like it, didn't want it, couldn't bail fast enough, or he wasn't liked, wasn't competent, didn't do the job, and they wanted him out. No one leaves this sort of job under this sort of cloak and dagger arrangement when things are going well, KPIs are being met, and goodwill abounds. This is quite obviously a mess, and it's a mess that is now top of the pile of the rest of the mess that is Kiwi build. The homes that aren't built, the homes that don't sell, the tenders that don't attract bidders, the prices that are too high, the locations that aren't the right sizes that don't suit, the promises that don't come within a million miles of adding up. New Year, same old cop. Just as well, I haven't deleted out my um, my Phil Fluffsit 
stings. I'm sure they'll get plenty of use over the next uh, few months, unfortunately. Now, all these trees that need planting, if only we could find somebody to actually plant them. So back to the trees. $400 a day to plant some trees. And no one, and this is where Shane Jones is going to be in trouble, and Shane Jones said a couple of interesting things over the um, the holidays that he got um, he got caught on. One was when BP put out a pamphlet. I'll come back to that in the next half hour. And he ducked for cover a bit. And then there was this one with the trees, his, his, his billion tree program. He said he'll be looking forward to taking advice from the appropriate officials, which is weasel words for I don't have a clue what's going on. And what the government needs to do is change the visas and the visa requirements, so if locals are too lazy to plant some trees, they can bring them in from offshore in the numbers required to get the job done. But this is what the unions are saying this morning. The first union general secretary, somebody called Dennis Maga, Maga, he says it was disingenuous to claim there weren't enough willing workers. If you look at the industries that are claiming a worker shortage, they're all low paid. You cannot tell me that $400 a day, $2,000 a week, $8,000 a month, $100,000 a year is low paid, because it isn't. Average wage in this country is $52,000. So $100,000 is twice the average wage. It's a well-paid job. And the industries do them, uh, the unions do themselves a real disservice when they still whine, when the money's there, the work is there, but clearly there are people who just simply do not want to work. Not even for $100,000 will they get out of bed. Can I? Surely... I know I keep going on about the trees I have to plant at my house at the moment, but surely I can get some kind of a rebate for each one I plant. Can't I? Can't we include that in the thing? Um, Now, there's been another music festival over the uh, weekend, and uh, apparently people just leave their tents behind after they finish. All the festival is is just a lot of kids in a big mosh pit slash tent situation listening to bands you've never heard of. So as long as you've got that basic, uh, then how can you possibly go wrong? But overall, good festival, good music, good lineup, Sticky Fingers, good band, like the Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers, of course, broke up and then got back together again. So a lot of people were, a um, lot of people were uh, very pleased to see that. And there was a DJ, DJ Maggie, DJ Magic, DJ somebody rather, who everyone got off on and thought it was the greatest thing in the history of the world. But here's the scandal on the music festivals that nobody thinks about. And I have more on this later on vis-a-vis plastic. It's all got to do with the plastic bags. So what happens is when you go to a music festival, what do you do? You take a tent. How much does the tent cost? Tent costs 12 bucks. Tent costs 12 bucks. your little deck chair, your little sitting-down picnic chair. That might cost you 4 or 5 6 $7. So you spent maybe 20 bucks to be at the festival. That's all you're doing. You're not showering. You're not doing anything. You're just in your $12 tent and your 6 or $7 deck chair. And at the end of the festival, what are you and about 999,000 other 17- or 18-year-olds doing? You are leaving your tent and your deck chair behind. Why? Because you pay 12 bucks for it. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Why would you take it? It's probably wrecked anyway. They had a gazebo, uh, the two Iron Bob. They had a luxury facility. They had a gazebo. That was probably about, I don't know, let's make up a number, $9. It sort of blew over in the wind, and then the rain came, and it sort of busted it. So they left the gazebo behind as well. So suddenly you've got a sea of plastic. Now, where's that plastic going? And is that plastic of more trouble to the earth and the rivers and the waterways and the animals and the dolphins than a couple of plastic bags you might use at a fruiter to put some apples in. Yeah, I mean, he's really hit the ground running. I guess it's easy when you can just carry on with the same topics you were talking about last year. This just seems to be the theme of the podcast this morning. Uh, let's talk plastic bags and keep talking plastic bags. Uh, apparently you can get cardboard tents. We talked about that later on in the show as well.
Um, seems hard to trust a cardboard tent, but anyway. Um, maybe if you had your, your, your bird box blindfold on. My great hope this year, uh, I read somewhere that nude supermarket shopping is going to be a trend this year. Come on. Like, if that's real, just let's pull our finger out, get our act together and stop being silly. The bird box challenge. I mean, is, I mean how is that... How is that even an idea that went anywhere, far less got to the point where Netflix had to offer up a warning not to do the bird box challenge and injure yourself or indeed injure other people? How is it possible in 2019 that somebody like Sandra Bullock can invent a program, probably earn millions of dollars for it, and then we all end up running into each other because we're wrapping blindfolds around our eyes? And I mean, how is it we got to be so stupid? Uh, so our big idea for you to do all the bird box challenges and create a viral video, that's not happening. Okay, cancel the cameraman. Exactly. 18... It's not Just going back to the nude supermarket um, shopping, do you reckon that makes it harder or easier to remember your reusable bag if you're going in with... Presumably, are you, are you how and how do you pay? What do you pay waving with if you're nude? Like, can you still? I suppose if you've got the right smartwatch, you might be able to manage it. But is that really being nude? Sort of unanswered questions there. Um, sorry to leave things so much up in the air. Um, I'd like to say that I might be back with some answers tomorrow uh, when we do the rewrap again, but. We all know that's not true. I am Glenn ZB, though. I'll see you there.